Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Jacqueline T.D. Wynn, we're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and syndicated on missionsradio.org and oneideaaway.com. So please be sure to subscribe to our RSS feed so you'll automatically be notified of new shows. Uh, If you're looking for a speaker for your organization or event, please go to my website at integrativeminds.com to learn more about what I offer and contact me at info at integrativeminds.com to schedule meeting time. And the information is in the show notes. So our guest today was a co-author of a best-selling book titled College Entrance Game Plan, Your Comprehensive Guide to Collecting organizing, and funding college. After spending 25 years as a financial planner and seeing families make incredibly tough decisions when it came to college, he decided he had to do something about it. And he founded College and Beyond and College and Beyond Test Prep. And over the last 12 years, he's become an expert on everything connected to college. He's helped hundreds of busy students and, of course, their parents across the United States and even Japan make the kind of choices that result in happy, thriving young adults who are ready to take on the world. He is an author, speaker, college admission, and financial aid expert, and is passionate about helping your students get into the right college at the lowest price, pursue the right major, and graduate on time. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Dan Besick. Hi, Dan. Hey, Jacqueline. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and it's nice to be with you today talking about my favorite subject. Uh, you know what? It's that time of the year, college uh, entrance and waiting for college to either get the admissions letter or if you're a junior, right, you're thinking about what college you're going to be applying for. Well, yeah. And, and in fact, I mean, that's the thing, right, is that all these families are sitting back right now. And in many cases, they've already gotten some offers that have come, um, you know, come in from colleges. But they're also starting to get the shock that often comes where the student has been accepted to a college, but now they're trying to figure out how they're going to pay for college. In other words, they just didn't know exactly what the school was going to uh, reward them with as far as merit aid. And now that money's starting to flow in and they're starting to have the tough conversations. Yeah, and some of them may be even realizing that they can't afford to go to the colleges that they've been accepted to. No, it's very true. I mean, it, it's the hardest conversation I, I tell families that you're going to have because if you didn't talk about what I refer to as the money talk much earlier in the process, then it could be a devastating conversation when you've got to look at your son or daughter and say, hey, you know what, we really cannot afford that school. And that's a conversation that should have taken place months, if not years um, ahead of time. Yeah, I actually had a friend who had to, oh, I have a friend who actually had to tell her daughter that a few years ago. Well, it's hard, you know, whenever you're, you know, let's think of it this way. Everybody talks about, or many families talk about, you know, their son or daughter, you're going to go to college. 
Um, the issue, though, is that they never really plan accordingly as to how they're going to pay for college. They just assume some things. They assume that a high-achieving superstar student is going to get all kinds of free money. You know, they're going to get scholarships to all these top schools. And yet the reality is, is that the competition out there is fierce because everybody's figured out the formula. Everybody knows you've got to have, you know, the top grades in your classes, that you've got to take advanced placement or international baccalaureate um, you know, classes, um, that you've got to have top test scores, whether it's the ACT or the SAT, um, you know, and so it's all those kinds of things where they assume, and you know what happens when people assume things, but they assume that their son or daughter is going to get all this big money, and then they're really shocked when it really rolls in, and they didn't. Yep, yep. And even the price of how much college is costing, especially if you're going out of state. You better believe it. Yeah, it's it's really incredible uh, when you're looking at the pricing, you know, specifically going out of state for public schools, because, you know, some of the more prominent public schools that students want to attend, they don't realize that as soon as you cross that border, the price tag just went up 15, 20, sometimes $30,000 because of that out of state cost that they factor into it. So, yeah, it's it's really important that families talk about college early. And when I say early, I mean, our book, in our book, we, you know, suggest the families can start as early as the seventh and eighth grade, which is middle school. And you're going, what? You know, how's that possible? Okay, well, I'm, I'm late for my oldest child. <laughs> <laughs> However, the other good news about the book is it builds on itself. And so the idea is, you know, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, or even a senior, there are still steps that you can take to try to prevent yourself from putting the entire family into an un- uh, or into a compromising situation when it comes to making that big decision. Now, you talk about the four pillars of picking colleges. So I'm really fascinated about this, and I want to share it with the audience. What are those four most important pillars that parents and students should consider? Yeah, so uh, they, it comes down to it needs to be a good financial fit, academic fit, social fit and geographic fit. So let me break each of these down for just a minute. So the financial fit is real, you know, is the most critical. It's the number one item they need to do. And so, um, for example, I suggest that families sit down and they actually do their expected family contribution. They can do it as easily as going to a website like collegeboard.com. And in the search bar, they can type in EFC calculator and then based on that, they can choose whether they're going to run the federal methodology or the institutional methodology. And let me be very clear, um, the federal is used by every college out there except for maybe two that don't take any federal aid, or excuse me, not two, 10 that don't take federal aid. Uh, and then there's about another almost 300 schools that use the CSS profile, and those are going to be the more selective colleges. And what they're basically saying is you have to do both. You have to do both the FAFSA and the CSS profile to apply for financial aid at our school. So you can use that calculator to get an idea of what you might be looking at when it comes to what their expectation is for the family to pay for college. In other words, mom and dad, what they're expecting you to write a check to send little Sally or little Joey off to that school. And the issue is you want to know that as soon as possible because you don't want to put yourself into a compromising situation again. So that's dealing with that and then having the talk with the student as to what's our range of where we feel, you know, that you can financially afford to go to these particular schools based on the dollar amount. When it comes to academic, you know, it's really interesting because um, the stats show that about 60 to 70 percent of students end up changing their majors. Yeah, I heard that. It's just a huge number. And so 
the, the idea would be let's spend time um, identifying what career the student might want to go into, which then leads to the majors that they might want to pursue. And then try to find colleges where if a student has maybe two ideas of things that they want to look at, that if they take a left turn or right turn, they're still on the same campus versus the 36% of students that end up transferring colleges. Um, so, you know, again, do the upfront work as far as helping your students. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a lot of people, heck, there are still parents that are trying to figure out, you know, what they should be doing for the rest of their lives. Yeah. But, you know, if you can at least shrink the, the universe of opportunities down and help the student get at least some clarity as to what they might do, that's a plus. So that's the academic side, meaning let's pick schools that make sense academically as well, you know, where the student's going to have a great experience. Then we're looking at the social side. You know, the social side could be that, hey, I plan on getting involved in Greek. In other words, I'm going to do a fraternity or sorority. Um, or the social side could be, you know, when I walk around the campus, do I look like the same, you know, uh, or do I look like the other students that are on campus? You know, do I feel like I'm going to fit in um, socially? Or, you know, it could be, you know, um, do I like the warm weather? Do I like, you know, cold weather? Do I like the four seasons? I mean, it's all the different things that come into play. Do I like the fact that the school has all kinds of sports and sporting events that are on campus versus I want to just go to a school that's focused on the academics. So it's important, again, because that school is going to be your home for the next four years. And then the last piece is geography. Um, there is no doubt that a vast majority, I'm talking 70, 80 percent of students, again, go to schools within about 150, 200 mile radius of their home. That's what they know. You know, that's their comfort zone. And they want to be able to zip home on the weekends to spend time with their family or be there for the holidays or any number of things. But there are students out there that want to stretch their legs. They want to get the heck out of the state that they're in or the city that <laughs> or they're the in. Or the tiny far, town that they're in. <laughs> right. Or as far from their high school and their parents as they can get. Right. Or their, even maybe their brothers and sisters. And so the whole challenge with that, though, is that they have to understand that the further they go, the harder it is to get back home potentially. Um, you know, it may be that they're only coming home for the holidays. That's it. Um, I'll, I'll never forget a young man that I worked with a few years ago, and, and I'm in Kentucky, um, who ended up going to or out to UCLA. And don't you know, in the first semester, he was one of the loneliest kids on that campus because he was in an environment he wasn't used to. He was rooming with a bunch of students that, you know, had different cultural um, identity than he did. I mean, it's just different. And um, thankfully, he got himself involved in a fraternity, believe it or not, that saved him and got him involved in activities, and it worked out. So geography is very important. So again, if, if the school fits the student and the family financially, academically, socially, and geographically, then success can be achieved, and that student can go there and thrive. Are those in certain orders or just making sure all those four? I believe that all four really need to to come through. Um, there's no doubt that the financial needs to lead the pack because, That's true. you know, if, if the family hasn't talked about the money, um, I, you know, it, it can be a horrific situation where there's an assumption again that mom and dad can fill the gap or, you know, whatever happens. I mean, ideally, we want students to come out debt free if we can from college. It's not always the case. Uh, but but worst case, we don't want them to come out with more than about one times the amount of earnings they're going to make their first year in debt. So they're going to make $35,000 a year coming out of college. We don't want to have more than about thirty dollars or $35,000 in debt. Now, there's like hundreds and thousands of colleges. And I think this is where me as a parent gets overwhelmed 
is yeah i can you know we can look at the financial but then like where do you start there's you in california we've got univer, you know university private school state school community schools community schools right so where do you what's the best resources for families when you're looking for colleges well, again, I, I think that you've got to try to use some search engines that are out there. You know, again, College Board has a really good college search tool that's on their website. And what it does, it's nice, is it allows you to put all kinds of filtering items into it. You know, you can put in the price that you're looking at paying. You can put in the geographic location. You can put in kind of the GPA range that you're in or the test score range that you're in. Um, you can put in the fact if you need additional um, you know, resources like tutoring and things like that on campus. Do they have sports? And so what it does is it filters from the, the almost 4,000 schools that are on that database down to the schools that make sense based on what your criteria is. And, and you know, so I think it, it makes sense to do that. And then quite frankly, you, you know, sometimes, not sometimes, every time families need to go do some visits. Yeah. You know, they got to get on the campus. They need to take a look at the schools. Um, small, medium, and large, and they need to get a sense of whether or not this is the right place for the student to thrive, not just survive. Um, you know, and, and they've got to obviously take into consideration other factors that might be important to them, um, you know, which again comes back to the geography, the social fit, and the academic fit. So, um, but I really, really do think that it's a process. You can't expect that just picking a school because of the prestigious name that it has, um, or following the herd, as I say, which is, you know, we're going to follow all of our friends from our high school to this particular college. That's not necessarily the best way to, to figure out what the right school is. And unfortunately, in many cases, students become um, statistics for all the wrong reasons when they do that. Yeah, yeah. Now, are there any mistakes that you see parents make often in your field of expertise that? Yeah, well, without a doubt, they don't have the money talk. They just never, ever got around to talking about the money. Or the other thing is, I describe it this way, they hop in the Winnebago and they go sailing out to visit all these different institutions because, you know, it's the thing to do. They've heard about these schools. They want to take their son or daughter and visit that particular campus. Um, the problem is they take th their child there. And of course, their son or daughter absolutely falls in love with the most expensive school or, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, or the school that's the furthest away from home. And, you know, so that when it then comes down to the decisions that have to be made and you're looking at the pros and cons of what's going to happen, they're not maybe necessarily ready to make that decision. In fact, the other day I just had a young man in here who has been accepted to um, uh, Colorado State University as well as Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, okay? Two totally different locations. Oxford's only about 45 minutes to an hour from where he lives. Obviously, um, Colorado State's gonna be a flight, you know, for him to do. And, and yet, he's trying to figure out the pros and cons of, you know, what school's better than the other. Um, and it really comes down to the fact that also, he hasn't even visited Miami, which is the closer school, um, but he's gotta get on the campus and, you know, check it out, get a chance to walk around and see what he thinks about the facilities and hopefully get a chance to go and talk to people in his departments and things like that. So I, I think honestly, so that's the, so the money talk, um, not getting a chance to visit the schools or visiting the wrong schools because you never talked about it. And then the other thing is just having unrealistic expectations. You know, sometimes, like I said, families think 
that their son or daughter is going to get all kinds of money. And they are just shocked when it turns out that they don't. And then the question is, what's their backup plan? So I always believe that there needs to be a backup plan. Right, right. Now, earlier you talked about one of the pillars being, I don't know which one it was, um, kind of knowing what area of profession you want to be in and then backtracking to see what kind of major, right, that that covers. Um, don't you think that that also has to do with, like, what is in demand out there? Because you may want to be, I don't know, let's just say a doctor, but it's not in demand right now or something. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions on where to go to find what kind of professions are in demand or... Yeah, well, without a doubt, the good news is that there's a national database that's called ONET. And ONET gives um, students and families the ability to go on and look up a particular career and see across the United States what the possibilities are for that job. Um, because you're absolutely right, Jacqueline. One of the worst things that you could do would be to go into a career that is slowly dying. Uh, right. Or, you know, to go into a career where you assume that you're going to make a certain standard of living, but the reality is you're not going to make enough to even get by. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, and that's after spending thousands and thousands of dollars on the college. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it, it is absolutely as important to do the research. I mean, you know, what we're kind of identifying here is it takes work. Okay. It, it's not that you just suddenly uh, wake up one day and go, oh, you know, I know that I'm going to be this. Well, 95% of the students out there don't know exactly what they're going to be, you know, so they have to go through a process of kind of, you know, working through and winnowing down the process and the options so that they can figure out, okay, what do I want to study? Which then leads to what kinds of schools should I apply to that, again, fit me those four ways so that at the end of the day, I can hopefully graduate and, get a great, you know, job out there and do some terrific things versus coming out and going, oh, great, I've got this degree. Now what do I do? Yep, yep. I mean, right now, kids in junior high and high school, they just know a subject they like. So, you know, I really enjoy math. I really enjoy writing or I really enjoy science. But then what field is, you know, their field going to those those areas which are really hard to find jobs for or maybe even not paying enough money. But if you get into the right field as, say, a math major, I know data analysis right now is huge. Yeah, yeah, sure is. You can make really good money. But if you go, I don't know, maybe as a math teacher, you might not make as much money as a big data analysis. So I I, I thank you for letting me know. It's called ONET, right? Like just O-N-E-T dot org? that's right. Um, .org, yeah. And it's, again, it's it's the ability for you to be able to see all the careers on there. And they give you the the ability to look at different states to see what the job opportunities are. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, and math is a prime example. Um, you know, you can do so many things with math. Are, are you necessarily going to become an engineer? Maybe not, but maybe you're going to go into computers. Um, you know, any number of things, not to mention uh, artificial intelligence is obviously really hot right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you know, if you're looking at the sciences, I mean, are you into genetics? Look at all the things that are going on with genetics right now. Exactly. I mean, my goodness, you know, and unfortunately, so here's what happens, though. And, and I think you can relate to this. Students watch a particular show on TV like CSI. Yeah. And yeah. Suddenly, you know, they're going to be that forensic scientist that's going to be out there solving all these, you know, these uh criminal cases that are going on. Well, what they don't realize is that you have to start in the trenches first, which is just in a lab doing all the work. You're not necessarily on the 
you know, and at the crime scene collecting the, you the know, the evidence. evidence and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, TV does a great job of glamorizing some of that stuff, but there's also the reality as far as what goes on with it as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's where it's important that maybe you reach out to, like if, if your son or daughter does want to be a cr uh, criminologist, you know, go to the police station and see if they can talk to someone who's doing that profession and get advice from them. No doubt. I'll tell you, I am a huge fan of, you know, if a student has kind of reduced down the careers that they're considering. And by the way, there's all kinds of career search tools out there um, anymore. A lot of schools have offerings that are available. There's also uh, programs called like Strength Finder, um, you know, and, and a number of things. Just Google it. I mean, it's incredible the options that are out there. But the fact is, once you once the student identifies, you know, three, four, five different things that they're looking at, let's assume that you know, that they maybe are diverse in, in the sense that maybe they're looking at engineering, but they also like art, yep. you know, yep. something like that. Then it really comes down to, okay, let's try to take things for a test drive now. Let's get out there and set up a job shadowing opportunity if we can, so that you can see the good, the bad, and the ugly associated with that career, yep. you know? Yep. Um, and, and why not ask them? I mean, I'm a, I, I do that all the time with my students. I think it's the very best process you can go through. And again, it takes work. It, it takes setting up those kinds of appointments. It's the same thing when it comes to searching for scholarships, you know? Um, scholarships are a big deal. And again, it takes work to get the scholarships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I think ideally as parents, why we want our kids to go to college is so that they have the right tools to be financially set to pay their own bills and, and, and not have to depend on anybody else. So then when you look at that, they need to be in the right profession. It's not about the college they're going to, is what they're setting themselves up to be able to be a success in the society. Jacqueline, you're so right. I mean, the phrase I use all the time is that a school is not going to make you a success. The student's going to make you a success. In other words, you can be successful no matter where you go. It's all about how the student applies themselves when they get to that school and how they take full advantage of all the offerings that are at that school. Um, you know, it's not just a matter of going to class. It's also about the networking that you do. It's about the organizations and the groups that you join. Um, it's a, so it's about the connections that you make and maybe the co-ops that you do and the internship op opportunities that are out there. I mean, it really does come down to taking full advantage of schooling. Um, and yes, it's also about the social side, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, but there's so much learning that goes on, not only just inside the classroom, but also outside the classroom. And so it's a matter of seizing the moment and doing everything that you can. And, and that can happen at any school, by the way. I mean, I've seen students that go to community colleges and do extremely well. Um, maybe they go to a community college and decide to go to a four-year institution, or, you know, they continue to go on with their schooling. The question is, what's the right place, again, for you, the student, where you're going to have the very best experience and that it's going to, you know, that you're going to come out with a bunch of, uh, not having a bunch of regrets. That's my point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you have a free giveaway for our listeners. Can you tell us about it? I do. Yes. Yeah. So if you go to my website, which is collegeandbeyondllc.com, and the and is spelled out, what will happen is as you're kind of, you know, searching around on there, a pop-up will come up that gives you the ability to go ahead and get a free list of college scholarship websites. Um, you know, because I, I can tell you that one of the biggest opportunities for a student is, again, to 
to identify other scholarship dollars that they can put on the table. Now, without a doubt, the very first place to get money is the merit-based scholarships directly from the schools. But there's lots and lots and lots of opportunities for um, private scholarships out there. And so I'm just trying to help out. And that's the very best way to do that. Yeah, awesome. That always helps. Trying Because they say there's so much scholarship money and some are not even given out because no one applies for it because no one knows about it. It's true, um, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you do have to know that some of the scholarships are specific to a particular person, meaning, you know, you have to have had a certain medical condition or, you know, you have to um, work for a certain company, for example, you know, or your parents do, you know, so there are some limitations, but there are a ton of them out there where you might just have all the criteria. And so I'm all about try to target things that make the most sense based on your resume of accomplishments and activities that you've been involved in throughout your high school experience. That's really the critical part. Yeah, yeah. So now you wrote a, you co-author a book titled College Entrance Game Plan, Your Comprehensive Guide to Collecting, Organizing, and Funding College. Tell us a little bit quickly about what that's about and how it can benefit someone who picks that book up. Yeah, so you know what? Um, First of all, if we were to put everything into a college book, it would be the size of the tax code, okay? (laughs) So what we decided to do instead was um, go ahead and put in the critical areas that families need to worry about and that students need to worry about. And also, it's designed to be a workbook. So the idea is, is that you pick up a copy of the book and every single chapter lays out a particular area of the college process. So it could be applications or essays and giving you guidance on essays where to look for scholarships, um, you know, how to get good letters of recommendation and how to build your resume, um, how to track your college visits. We've got a great chapter in there that just has charts that you can use to very effectively do that so that when you're visiting one college after another, they don't all start running together because it can get really, really confusing. And so we've tried in, in that book to give you a solid roadmap to follow that again, that you can jump in at any grade level, you know, whether it's seventh grade all the way up to the 12th grade, and to very effectively have the basics of what you need to navigate your way through the college process. So if you are unsure of, or your children is unsure about where to go, what to do, how to start, this is a great book to go get. And it's on Amazon or? It is. Yeah, it's on amazon.com. And so it's very easy to, to order it from there. And um, it was a labor of love. And there are so many details in there um, to help families. But uh, I promise you, if they will read it cover to cover, chapter by chapter, together, mom and dad and the student, that they can absolutely have a, a solid game plan to pull everything together. Awesome. We're going to have the, the link to that Amazon book in the show notes. So take a look there, too, so you can click, click right on there. So any final suggestions to our listener? Well, without a doubt, do not procrastinate. Um, I mean, Jacqueline, it's the number one item that gets in trouble, you know, or gets families in trouble and gets students in trouble is, you know, they think that they're, they're going to eventually get around to it. And in fact, it's one of the biggest challenges that I think all of us face in the college process is creating a sense of urgency. And so I'm of the opinion that if a student, for example, is looking at the more selective colleges out there, it does start in the seventh and eighth grade. And I know that's hard to believe, but it really does as far as positioning yourself so that when you start in high school that, that you've got everything in place. So um, whatever you do, start early. Do not procrastinate. Don't think that you'll eventually get around to it because, uh, you know, before you know it, 
your student is a senior and you're going, oh my gosh, what the heck happened? Yeah. Um, make sure that you always have the money talk as early as possible and that you have a realistic conversation with your students about how much you can or cannot pay for college so that then they're picking realistic colleges in the end. And most importantly, get out and visit those schools and take really good notes and, and be prepared always with a backup plan. There have to be backup plans either from a career and major standpoint or for the colleges that you're looking at. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dan, for being on the show and sharing your breadth of knowledge. Oh, it's great being with you today, Jacqueline, and with your listeners as well. Thank you. And listeners, you can find Dan at his website, College and, and that's spelled out, beyondllc.com, and that is also in the show notes. And today's quote is by Jim Rohn. So ask yourself, what can I do today that will make me grow and test my limits, either personally or professionally, and then take one small step? Thank you, listeners, and have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.